What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first Snaggle Show episode of 2021. Yes, that's right. We all have survived 2020. It is January 1st, 2021. And of course, what better way uh, than to celebrate 2021 by looking back at some of my favorite games of 2020. Uh, before we get into the show, I would like to take this opportunity to let everybody know that I will be doing Extra Life for Kids again this year. If you are not familiar with the Extra Life for Kids charity program, it is uh, partnered with Children's Miracle Network Hospitals all across uh, North America. Um, basically, you play games and help kids. Uh, this will be my sixth year uh, doing Extra Life, all six of them in support of the IWK Health Center in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Um, to date, in the five previous years, you guys have helped me raise over $6,300 for this amazing, amazing charity. I do hope you will consider helping out again this year. Uh, if you want to check out my campaign, you can do so by going to extralife.snaggle.com. Dot club. It will be open for all of 2021. We'll be doing all kinds of fun stuff on Twitter, uh, on the stream. You can find links to those in the show notes. Uh, but again, it is an amazing, amazing uh, cause, amazing charity. Extra Life raised over $16 million for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals in 2020. So definitely, like I said, check it out, extralife.snaggle.com club. Now, I have been wrestling with what I wanted to do for this show. I knew I wanted to do a kind of 2020 gaming wrap-up episode, and originally I was thinking about doing like a game of the year sort of thing. Uh, you know, I did the sports game of the year a few weeks ago, uh, just before Christmas, and I started realizing, you know what, it's virtually impossible for me to do a game of the year award show because I really haven't played every game. I'm one person. So what I decided to do instead was kind of make this a celebration of my favorite games of 2020. Um, you know, 2020, you know, a lot of people will say it was a horrendous year. Um, it wasn't, you know, there was a lot of bad things going on with, with, with COVID and, you know, in, in the U.S. with with civil unrest and political unrest and, you know, lots of just bad world events kind of all happening within the same calendar year. But I know for me personally, uh, 2020 was, was a great year. Uh, it was a great year for me professionally, uh, making some great advancements in both my, my 9 to 5 job and my out of the park job. Um, and 2020 was also the year where my love for video games uh, returned. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, as I record this podcast on my 39th birthday, um, you know, I've had an on-again, off-again relationship with video games in the last five years. There's been times where I've gotten burned out on them. And there's been times where I've, you know, been really into them. But 2020 was kind of the year where I kind of remembered what video games were all about, which is having fun. 
And, you know, a lot of that, and a lot of the games I'm going to talk about over the next however long this episode lasts, I think I have one, two, probably a, probably 10 games that, that I really want to touch on. But, you know, it's one of those things where when you remember what video games are supposed to be, which is kind of this fun, you know, little release in your own little world where you can be whoever you want to be and you kind of forget, you know, about the, the content hustle and all that stuff. That's when video games really are magical. So what this episode is going to be for me is just kind of a celebration of games that I played this year that I really enjoyed, that really shaped my 2020. A lot of them are going to be games that you're going to be listening to. Like, yeah, I love that game. It was a big part of mine too. Um, so let's kick it off with what is probably ultimately the best pandemic game that could have existed. And that is Animal Crossing New Horizons, which came out uh, on the Nintendo Switch literally at the most perfectest time in the history of mankind. My last day at the office was March 13th. Animal Crossing New Horizons came out a week later. And it was one of those games where I've never played an Animal Crossing game before. I think I played Pocket Camp on my phone briefly a little bit. And I know the kids had kind of dabbled in it, the mobile version as well and showed me some stuff. But it was never a, a series that I was a big fan of. And not because I, I, I didn't like them. I just had never played them. And, you know, I said, hey, we're going to pick this up. It's going to be a lot of fun. My kids are a little older. You know, at the time, they were 8 and 10. And I, you know, I thought that they would enjoy it. And, you know, then all of a sudden, you know, I'm working from home. My wife's home business is shut down because of, you know, uh, health reasons. And the kids are out of school. Literally all of us now in the house all day, right when this game comes out. And we were all so connected by it. We picked up a, a, another Switch so that we could, you know, have multiple people playing it. And we all shared an island and it was super fun and we grinded it out. And, you know, we, we made friends with people who, you know, were kind of in the same boat where they were literally, you know, not gamers, but they saw this, this super casual experience that Animal Crossing had created and said, hey, that's a great way to pass time. Especially in, like I said, like like around here in the early part of the pandemic, everything was completely shut down. There was a good two months where things just were not open. You know, again, my wife's business was not allowed to be open. So she had, you know, ample free time to to play it. And, and you know, I was always home and, and, the, and the kids were home. And we just had so much fun you know, catching fish and catching bugs and working on the island together. And, you know, this this game, this casual island living experience literally could not have released at a better time. I mean, the damn thing is still sold out all around the world. So many people are still playing it. I loaded it up last night to do the New Year's countdown and I loaded it up today so the islanders could have my birthday party. And like, it, it's still one of those games where you can pick up for five or 10 minutes a day or every other day and, you know, catch a few fish, catch a few bugs, see what's in the store. And just, it, it's this casual, chill, no stress, no super commitment experience. It's just so much fun. And, 
really makes me regret not playing Animal Crossing games prior to that. So yeah, Animal Crossing New Horizons again is just it, it's the it, it's the perfect game for 2020. It really is. Um, it, it was it, if you only needed one reason to own a Switch in 2020, New Horizons was it. I mean, you couldn't get a Switch like a, a full Switch version for like six months. They were sold out everywhere. Animal Crossing. So Animal Crossing New Horizons is definitely one of my favorite games of the year. It was also a very good year for remakes. And I, I feel like we're kind of in this age where we were with movies maybe 10 years ago. Where we're, we're at this point now where a, a lot of these great games are 20 to 30 years old. And, and, and old enough now that, that they can be remastered and introduced to a new generation of, of gamers and kind of give them a whole new segment of people, this new appreciation for these games. But there was two remasters that really stuck out for me in terms of how well they were done and uh, the impact that they had. The first one was Final Fantasy VII, uh, the first part of the remaster. Now, I haven't always been a big fan of how they've decided to approach this game. I'm not a big fan of releasing it in parts. I completely understand why they did it, because it's a, a massive, massive undertaking and a huge project. But Final Fantasy VII is such an important game for so many people, especially if you are a hardcore, hardcore RPG genre player. I mean, uh, like Final Fantasy VII is probably one of the three reasons... Um, why I am such a fan of RPG games. Uh, the other two reasons being Chrono Trigger and Super Mario RPG uh, Legend of the Seven Stars. And Final Fantasy VII, you know, I, when it came out on PlayStation, it just absolutely blew the, the, the roof off of what an RPG experience was. And the remaster, again, just did such a great job of, of, of bringing the game into like a 2020 kind of presentation but not giving up the things that were cool about it in the first place you know the the, the little finer points are still there it's still a you know a final fantasy game at heart but just upgraded to have this really cool modern feel to it. And I'm really looking forward to, you know, what they're going to do with the next couple of parts. And it just, again, the, the best, the best remasters, and this doesn't just go for, for, um, for video games. This goes for movies and this goes for TV shows, but the best remasters and remakes are ones that, that don't lose the soul of the original product, but are also able to modernize it a little bit. And I think Final Fantasy VII Remastered did that really, really well. Another game that did that really, really well was Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, the remaster. Tony Hawk's such a big part of, of, of early 2000s gaming. I can remember, you know, my friends and I uh, grinding away at Tony Hawk Pro Skater, various versions of it. Just how fun and cool and trying to connect together a billion point uh, manual laced trick. Um, 
and I think for me, you know, the, the the remaster had every bit that same feel, you know, with the soundtrack and the levels and you know the, the 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 sounds and everything again it just it's one of those things that it you play it for five minutes and you're smiling from ear to ear because it remember you remember how you felt back when you played it originally and you know again much like final fantasy 7 you know it, it's updated to be a more modern game but it doesn't lose the the, the things that made it a great experience in the first place so for me Couple of remaster games I really enjoyed. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, the remaster. Final Fantasy 7 remastered as well. Um, this was also a year where I started playing games outside of my comfort zone. Uh, I got a new PC during the summer. Um, and, you know, I decided I wanted to be get more into PC gaming. PC gaming's not something... I've really done a whole lot of over the years. Uh, it's just not really my speed. I've always been kind of a console guy, but I got a new PC. So I decided to dip my foot in the water of PC game a little bit. And there's a couple of games that really, you know, became big parts of, of my 2020. The first one of those is Microsoft Flight Simulator. Um... Not a game I thought I would enjoy as much as I did. Um, Flight Simulator for me became that game where when I was having a bad day uh, or, you know, was just, was really just needed a break, needed to escape for an hour, two hours, whatever, you could open Flight Simulator, make a flight plan, and you're in a whole separate world. Um, I never got as far into it where I went out and bought a flight stick, but I played it with controller, but it was just one of those games where, you know, when you, when I was, and again, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm a human just like everybody else, right? You have good days, you have bad days and flight simulator is just one of those games that you can get into and you're in a, a whole other sphere all of a sudden. Flying a plane from Moncton to Toronto, a route that I've flown in real life 250 times. And, you know, flying over landmarks that you've seen in real life, flying over where I went to high school, uh, flying over where I work, you know, flying over my house and just kind of having fun. And it became one of those games for me that, um, you know, just really was just this chill sort of experience that it, I, I don't even know how to explain it because, you know, if you've ever played Microsoft Flight Simulator, it's not an easy game. I mean, yes, you can dumb it down with, with, uh, with difficulty sliders and stuff and literally make it so you push one button to go and steer the plane. And that's what I did at first, but then after a while, you start, you know, disabling some of the AI elements in that. It's a, it, it can be a difficult, challenging game sometimes. And there are people who take it very, 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 very seriously in the flight sim community. But for me, it became one of those games where it was just this perfect escape. I felt like, hey, I'm not, you know, doing these real life tasks right now. I'm a pilot. And 
everybody needs those kind of games, right? Where you can just kind of escape from it. And, and again, for me, it made the whole PC experience worth it. Another game that I played on PC, and I, people are going to get sick of me singing the praises of this game, but I'm going to keep singing the praises of this game until the end of time. But Wasteland 3. Waste, if, you, if you have a PC or an Xbox and you have Game Pass and you have not played Wasteland 3, you are doing yourself a disservice. Now, I went into it not skeptical, but I went into it with an open mind because it's the sort of game that I don't really normally enjoy. Um, you know, the, the, the turn-based sort of thing. It's the reason why I didn't buy Fire Emblem for the Switch. Despite the fact that I watched Co-Carnage try to convince me for like a hundred hours that Fire Emblem was an absolutely amazing game, it just wasn't for me. And I think the first game of that genre that I played that I actually sort of kind of enjoyed was Divinity Original Sin 2 when I played the Switch port. And I'm like, hey, I could kind of get the hang of these games. So when Wasteland 3 came out and it was on Game Pass, what did I have to lose? The download time and any time I played it. It, it. Other than that, it cost me nothing. Right? If I hated it after five hours, uninstall it, move on with my day. Hey, I gave it a try, but I didn't like it. I was hooked on Wasteland 3 within the first 15 minutes. Um, the voice acting is amazing. The characters are, uh, relatable and you draw again, like any good RPG will have. There's characters that you learn to love. There's characters that you learn to hate. Um, you're interested in seeing how the story develops. The game mechanics work great. Um, you know, building a team was fun. I had myself and my wife and my two kids as members of the team, and then we picked up a couple of the, you know, the in-game characters to go with it. Um, that was kind of fun. The character, uh, like, the character building system with the perks and the abilities is absolutely fantastic. It works wonderful. Literally, there's nothing bad about Wasteland 3 that I can say. If I was actually putting out a game of the year ranking, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, it would be getting very, 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 very strong consideration. For the top spot. I enjoyed it that much. And again. For going into a game with no expectations. Knowing that I'm not a huge fan of the genre. But I do like. You know. The post-apocalyptic fallout sort of feel. This game absolutely blew me away. And if you follow me on Twitter. You know that. Because I've sang the praises of this game. A million. A million times. A million times I've enjoyed this game. I've put some so much time and effort into it and so much time and effort trying to convince other people to play it, and I will do that again. If you have not played Wasteland 3, you're missing out. So now let's go to another favorite kind of genre of mine, and that's sports. And again, I won't dwell too much on sports because I talked a lot about it. Um, if you want to know my sports game feel... Um, you can check out uh, a couple episodes ago, I did Sports Game of the Year, uh, where I ranked my top five, technically six, sports games. Um, 
I'm going to be doing that again this upcoming week. We're going to be recording our Sports Game of the Year press roll podcast. Rich and myself and Pasta Padre and, and Owen, I think, are going to be doing that. I'm really looking forward to doing that. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but again, three sports games for me that, that really stuck out this year. Uh, we're first up PGA, 2K21, and Super Mega Baseball 3. Games that I have no problem picking up at any point and playing and, and just diving into and spending time. Uh, PGA has become like part of my daily routine now. Um, you know, I, I come downstairs at 7.30 to start work. I have a task that I do that takes about an hour. I drink my coffee during that. I send off some other emails. I line some things up that I need to have lined up. And then I usually take a little break and get a round of golf in. Just to kind of mid-morning reset, play a round of my TGC tours for that week. Um, and it just kind of has become part of my part of my day. Um, which is great. Uh, Super Mega Baseball 3 was that for a long time. I had a, a franchise with some created teams that I was was just kind of burning through and again playing like a game every day or every other day and just kind of going through it and having a lot of fun. The fact that both of those games were available on the Switch, although I've since moved with PGA to the Xbox, um, but Super Mega Baseball 3 being on the Switch and being the great experience that it was handheld made it great because I could play it anywhere. I could take it camping. Uh, I could take it upstairs. I could take it to, you know take it and, and play a game before bed, which is which was what I was doing with it the most part. Uh, those games were really just very important games for, for a guy like me who's a sports fan, a sport head. Um, great games. And then, of course, NBA 2K21 Next Gen, which is the sports game I'm playing the most right now, um, really has melded together, you know, my love of franchise and my love of great graphical sports games. Um, there's just, again, there's a lot going on there. And again, I'm not going to get into the super duper details of it. I mean, again, you can go back and listen to my sports game of the year where I go into, but those three sports games in particular, NBA 2K21, Next Gen, Super Mega Baseball 3, PGA uh, 2K21, um, are, you know, for me, the sports games that were really my favorites this year that I really spent a lot of time, um, kind of playing. And then last but not least, I'm going to talk about Next Gen a little bit because I know I mentioned NBA Next Gen, but the Xbox Series S, as I mentioned when I did my talking points over on my YouTube channel, is the first mainline console that I've owned on launch day. The only other consoles I've ever owned on launch day are the NES Classic Edition and the SNES Classic Edition, both of which I waited in line for uh, at my local Walmart to get them on launch day, but I've never owned a console on launch day. Um, you know, a mainline flagship console until the series S and the series S has, uh, I talked earlier in the episode in the, in the kind of the preamble about how 2020 was a year that really rekindled my love of gaming. And especially in the last two months that has been amplified times a million. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the, the first Assassin's Creed game I've played since like Black Flag, uh, which feels like it's been forever ago, but people tell me I say Black Flag, like it's like nine Assassin's Creed games ago, but it's really not. But to me, it feels like a, a whole other lifetime ago. I loved Valhalla. I can't wait to dive back into it a little bit here. Hopefully, uh, I'm on vacation for another 10 days. 
So, and I smile from ear to ear when I say that because I'm like, I still have 10 days of vacation. Um, hopefully I'm getting back into that a little bit in the next week or so. Um, and the other one, and, and again, this might be a controversial one, uh, but Cyberpunk 2077, for all the things that people have said and are true about the launch, about how it is on last gen, about the, the, the misleadingness of it all. The bottom line is I've had a shit ton of fun playing it. I had a, I had a massive amount of fun playing Valhalla, a massive amount of fun playing cyberpunk. Uh, I'm still having fun playing cyberpunk at 50 hours. I'm really looking forward to getting back into Valhalla and continuing to have fun with that. And that to me, again, is the ultimate determination on whether I like the game is whether or not it was fun. It's one of those things where it trumps everything else. You can have fun in a bad game. Cyberpunk 2077. And again, the last podcast from uh, a couple days ago, we talked about for a long time. The things that I liked and the things that I didn't like about Cyberpunk, it is nowhere near a perfect game. If you're rating it 6 out of 10, maybe 7 if you're lucky and in a good mood. But I'm having fun with it and that's all that matters. So Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Cyberpunk 2077. Last but not least, and again, I'm going to mention this one because of, of, of the implications of it. But I've really, in the last year, gotten back into playing Fortnite. And the biggest reason for that is because my son is an absolute Fortnite nut. And uh, I've been getting back into it. Uh, my brother-in-law plays it a little bit. He works on the other side of the country. And it gives us a way to kind of stay connected and kind of have some fun. Um, you know, I know Fortnite's like over three years old now. Not really a 2020 game. But it's still one of those games where, you know, on a random Tuesday night, you know, I get that text message saying, hey, want to shoot things? And we'll load it up. And I enjoy watching my son play it and develop that kind of uh, love of games. You know, like, again, those these sort of games didn't exist when I was eight years old. <laughs> the closest thing we had to multiplayer game was one could be Mario and one could be Luigi. So like seeing him kind of get into that and enjoy it and we'll play. And for those of you who remember my, my big extra life stream where I played with, with my eight year old and my, she was 10 at the time. She's 11 now, uh, you know, with my daughter and their little, their little nine year old, uh, niece, my nine year old niece, their nine year old cousin. And how much fun we had reeling off four out of five victories it, it, again, that, that's why I, I keep going back to Portland because it's just, it's just inherently fun. Uh, and I, I still enjoy playing it. I've taken a bit of a hiatus since the uh, Series S has come out just because I've been spending so much time playing that and, and not really doing anything else. Uh, but Fortnite is still still fun. So there you have it. Those are um, my favorite games of 2020. There was what? Two, four, six, eight. There was 11 of them. Uh, quick recap. Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, Final Fantasy 7 Remaster, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remaster, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Wasteland 3, NBA 2K21 Next Gen, Super Mega Baseball 3, PGA 2K21, 
Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Cyberpunk 2077, and Fortnite. My favorite games of the year 2020. And now the calendar is already 2021. It will be very interesting to see. There's a lot of huge, big games planned for this year. And that's probably something we're going to talk about next week when I look at some of my most anticipated games of 2021. Thank you guys so much, as always, for listening to the podcast. If you're listening on anchor.fm slash The Snaggle Show or your podcast app of choice on Android or iOS, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. The pods are going to be getting bigger and better in 2021. Thank you guys so much for supporting it, as you always have. We've reached 1,000 lifetime listens last week. Thank you guys so much for that. Couldn't do it without your support. Let me know. Hit me up on the Twitter or the Discord, twitter.com slash snagglej, discord.snaggle.club. Let me know. What were your favorite games of 2020? I'd love to hear it. Let's talk about them. Uh, but thank you so much for listening, and until next time, peace.